You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Everybody, welcome back to the Ducks on the Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Jennings. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Brazier. My name is John Gordon. I'll be your host. And I'm your host, Katie Burke. Welcome to the Ducks Unlimited Podcast, the only podcast about all things waterfowl. From hunting insights to science-based discussions about ducks, geese, and issues affecting waterfowl and wetlands conservation in North America, we bring the resource to you. The DU Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Ducks Unlimited podcast. We have a great episode here for you today. It's another episode that we are recording remotely from Ducks Unlimited's 85th National Convention. We're taking advantage of this opportunity to connect with some several people that are very, very important to the organization uh, that are that are doing some really exciting things for the organization right now and have for a long time. Joined by two other people in that category right now. First is George Dunklin. George, I'm going to let you introduce yourself because okay. the, all the, the labels and accomplishments and roles that you have played for Ducks Unlimited would be quite lengthy, So, and I would miss some. So, George, hey. welcome to the podcast. Tell us who you are. Thank you, Mike. I, I'm just a volunteer. They've been around since 1983 for Ducks Unlimited. Uh, I've had the honor to, to serve as president of this organization back from 2013 to 2015. But I uh, love this organization. It's a, it's a big part of my life and what I do every day. I'm fortunate to, to, to work in the conservation field and, and have a, a lodge called Five Oaks that we, that we work on every day. And, uh, and so, Coach, glad to be here. It's great to be at the National Convention. We, we haven't met in over three years. And one of the fun things about a National Convention is you see people from all around the country that... Um, that are excited about being back and you know you have old friends that uh, that just even though we haven't seen each other in three years we just pick up the conversation from where we were last time that's exactly right and i love the fact that you start by saying i'm just a volunteer that's the wonderful thing about this organization and it really is true mm-hmm. you see it every step of the way here this weekend and every place that you go within this organization the volunteers such as yourself are what make ducks unlimited what it is always have and always will so yep. thank you for that george oh, no. Joining us also here is James Robert, Director of Development, and I'm not going to guess at where, what region or exactly where that is. James, you're a staff member for Ducks Unlimited, Director of Development. Welcome to the podcast. Tell Thank us you. about yourself. Uh, yeah, so uh, Director of Development, I cover uh, Illinois and Indiana, um, and uh, yeah, located in the Chicago area. And you know, back to George's comments, I, I started as a volunteer with this organization. And, uh, you know, when I got the duck hunting bug and it was the first thing that I did was go out and look for, you know, my committee. I had a friend that was already involved and got me connected. And so it just kind of grew from there. And, uh, um, lucky enough to, to be here on staff and be able to do this day to day. Thanks for being here with us to both of you. And what we want to talk about today is something really unique and really special that has been in the works for, I don't know, three, four years. Yeah. And it is Ducks Unlimited's involvement in 
a feature film, you could say. Wings Over Water, a, a film produced for IMAX format. And we're going to talk about how that came to be. We're going to talk about what it is, and we're going to hopefully convince our listeners why they need to go see it and why they need to tell all of their friends and family and especially their kids and grandkids why they need to see it and take them to see it. Wings Over Water. George, you've been involved in this for a number of years, sort of from the from the from the start. You've you may not have been right at the start, but you've been around some of the people who have been with the genesis of the idea. So give us give us the sketch of how this came to be, what it is, and how it came sure. to be. Yeah, I got involved uh, after the idea started. Charlie Potter and Chris Dorsey. Kind of got this started. Uh, Charlie Potter's executive uh, director, CEO of the McGraw Foundation in Chicago, wonderful organization. Chris actually used to be with Ducks Unlimited and uh, left uh, in a communication side of the of our business and went out on his own. Has a production company, I think it's in Colorado. And anyway, they they came and presented this idea at a Wetland America Trust board meeting that we happen to have at Five Oaks Lodge. I guess it was four years ago now. Doug Oberhelman, our, our vice chair of Watt, was all, who's also a board member of McGraw, really liked this idea as well. And he pitched it to the trustees that weekend. So that's the first time I was exposed to it. And then later on, uh, probably a year later at our, our fall board meeting, I can't, I, I can't remember what city, I think it was Lexington, Kentucky, but I can't remember. Anyway, we were challenged. Uh, one of our major donors of Ducks Unlimited, a wonderful gentleman named, from the Chicago area named Dave Groney, said, all right, I, I, I'll put a million dollars up, but do you, you got to match it dollar for dollar. If And in uh, and the, and the total production cost of this movie is about $8 million. So I, I kind of challenged our board and I said, hey, let's... Uh, Let's do this, and I, I put up the first hundred thousand of it just to get it going, because I just I really believed in it. I believed what it could do, and the exposure. And this is way outside our normal realm of Ducks Unlimited, and and I'm a very traditional type of person as well. But but I just I, I always have loved this format. Uh, I've gone to many IMAX movies when either I'm at the Smithsonian, Washington, or wherever. And you know the movie is only about forty five minutes long, but but it's a in that 3D IMAX format, it is so immersive. And the, the, direct, the director and writer they chose was a guy named Andy Young. Andy's from New York, and he made one other IMAX movie, and it was called Backyard Wilderness. And they previewed that for us in Memphis. And I said, wow, this guy's good. This guy got it. And, uh, and that's how I kind of got started. And I was fortunate later on, they actually asked to... Uh, Film some of the episode, the, the wintering migration of the mallard part on some of our land. So I got a chance to be with Andy you know, several times when he came, and he just he really understood what we were trying to do. Talk about that a bit, George, and what the message is, because there's it's really cool. I've seen it. The three of us have seen it. It's there's three different species of birds in it, and there's there's a common tie in those three three species of birds. All going back to emphasize the importance of a of a geography that's pretty important to Ducks Unlimited, right? <laughs> yeah. Tell us about that. The prairie, the prairie pothole region. Uh, the three species is the is the is the, the warbler, the sandhill crane, and of course the mallard duck. Yellow warbler for those yellow warbler. Uh, for excuse those me, who... that's right. Thank you very much for the correcting me on that. The yellow warbler, and and all three of those species depend on the prairie pothole region uh, for their lifestyle, and and so the idea of the movie was. Let, 
not many people know what the prairie pothole region is. They might have heard of the Everglades or the Amazon or some of these other incredible other ecosystems. But the prairie pothole region is 300,000 square miles. I mean, it's not a small spot on the earth. And it's extremely important, not to just three, these three species, to hundreds of, of different species of, of animals and critters and good water, safe water and you know, clean water and all the other things, flood control. But, but we wanted to expose, the idea was, let, let's expose it to an audience that's normally not a Ducks Unlimited audience. Um, 10 or 12-year-olds that, that would go to a school, uh, that, that a school function would take them to an IMAX theater. And they would see, wow. Now, the cool thing about it is there's no hunting scenes. There's no dead ducks in it. There's no dead sandhill cranes. But it really shows the importance of those, those ecosystems that we have, all the way from the, the prairies to, like in, for the Mallard, to Arkansas, and, and, and how important the bottomland hardwoods are to the, to the Mallard lifestyle. So just trying to expose people groups of people that would not have any idea what's going on, how this works. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. James, I have a couple, a couple of questions for you. Have, has Ducks Unlimited that you know of been involved in a production like this any time in our recent past? I'm trying to think of anything, and I don't know of it. No, I think the closest thing that we've come to is our DU films and our DU Conserve videos that max out at about nine minutes. So the 45-minute runtime that we have on a three, 3D uh, large format certainly you know, surpasses anything that we've uh, been involved with in the past. So... Um, you know, but they, the production company and the film that uh, the groups they, that they came together to make this thing, I mean, they did such a phenomenal job. And we had, they used our scientists for some of the, you know, intense, uh, you know, uh, consulting work and where to find the places. And obviously we had involved with, uh, involvement with our folks like George here on, uh, on the sites and where to best, um, you know, set up the shots to be able to get them and be able to bring the, bring the outside inside. Um, you know, I've been duck hunting for a long time and I see things in this film that, you know, I would never otherwise have the opportunity to see. Nobody does except in these types of, uh, these types of mediums. So, And uh, you mentioned the scientists involved in some of this. I know some of our scientists, some of the scientists of the partnering organization reviewed the script, advised on the script to make sure it's accurate, the accurate representation of the life cycle of these species and where they're going and the function of the different habitats in those life cycles. It's, it's important. And, and so I've, uh, it's, it's pretty rewarding in that way as well. You know, we're all science-based organizations involved in this and it, we stayed true to that, even in the production of this film, which is, which is pretty cool. Why is why is it important, James, in this day and age for Ducks Unlimited to use this type of, of additional medium uh, to help 
with our mission, we get sending, sharing, and helping to educate about the importance of these landscapes. Why would why would we be doing this now? Well, I think that the you know the mission that we have, obviously, you know, conserving what is left, and that you know what is left is is still shrinking in a lot of areas, and it's still going away. And so the opportunity for our young people to go out there and experience. Um, you know, not just going out into the marsh, but going out and seeing the different parts of um, the ecosystem and the birds, you know, the courtship that the birds go through and everything. It's an impossible thing to be able to explain to somebody in words. You have to show them in a visual aspect. So if you can impress upon them at eight, nine, ten years old, whatever whatever way you do that, let's go. And and this this certainly does that. And and George, this... This wasn't one of those productions where we spared expenses or anything of that nature. You mentioned, what was it, $8 million million that goes into this? And there are some pretty notable names associated with this film. Can you talk about that? Yeah. You know, uh, Doug Oberham and I, vice chairman of of Watt, who's former CEO and chairman of the board of Caterpillar there in Peoria, Illinois, who's a a big duck hunter. And like I mentioned before, he's on the board of McGraw. You know, he he really got behind this, which, which brought in some other... Other because of his presence and his his stature brought in some other other folks you know and, and from a, uh, you know, I'm a I love the 70s and 80s music well we we got a guy named Huey Lewis who some of our audience might not have heard of but he was a phenomenal uh, rock star back in those days and and I think he's a good friend of Chris Dorsey's well I think at the premiere in Pittsburgh Pittsburgh yeah. yeah. he actually came and our our president Doug Schoenrock was with him and. They got to hang out together, and Huey's song, The Power of Love, is is played at a really strategic yeah. part of the movie when the kind of, when James breeding was talking about the breeding, yeah. the courtship. And, it, you know, it's just cool how it all came together. Um, it's just the way that Andy and his team were able to, well, that, that's why he was nominated for Academy Award on another movie. I mean, this, Andy knows what he's doing. As you said, no expense was spared. But what I loved about Andy was, he really wanted it to be done realistic and right. And that's why he depended on our scientists to be able to make sure he got that. Narrated by a pretty noteworthy individual yeah, as well, named, right? Uh, Batman, <laughs> Michael <Yeah>. Keaton. <laughs> oh, I thought of Beetlejuice. Well, Beetlejuice, yeah. <laughs> Beetle, oh, there, he's in so it's many a movies. a lot of different movies. Yeah, he's in great. Yep. It did a great job, great voice for the narration mm-hmm. on that, right? Oh, it's great. It's See, just, I, think, I think of him as Birdman. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Mr. Mom. Yeah. Oh, Gosh, he, he's a funny guy. Now, James, I know you have a you have a favorite scene in the in the film. You talked about it before we started recording. It was maybe it's not the favorite, but it's certainly one of the most memorable. Kind of give our our audience a tease for for that. Okay, so I you know it's hard to talk about a movie and not give spoilers because you yeah. don't want to you know you don't want to ruin it for well, the people. That's true. This is early enough in the movie, so it's it's you know. We, we talk about how this is geared towards kids and they get into it from the jump. There's this moment, I think it's actually, this part of the film was probably at Five Oaks, if I'm not mistaken, but there's a, there's a film when they're talking about the, you know, reciprocal part of the environment and how the ducks feed, you know, the soil and back and forth and the duck flies over and the kids got the 3D glasses on and the duck poop comes straight out and it just <laughs> comes right at you, gets bigger and bigger and all the kids in the theater just go, ah! <laughs> and from that point in, they're hooked. They're hooked, yeah. They're absolutely and, hooked. And that's why it's important to see it in 3D. Yeah. Right? Yes. So I have a question for you with regard to that. I, I'm not a videographer. I have no idea how much goes into this work other than it's a lot. All of those scenes, they're real scenes, real footage. They're 
Uh, is there any kind of CGI involved in some of this? So I've been told that for the most part, this is all 100% wow. real in there. There's a little Hollywood. There's yeah. got to be. Yeah. Um, but but the, the action and the behaviors of the animals and the behavior of what we're trying to do, all of that, 100%. On all board. the landscapes, all of the commentary mm-hmm. about the landscapes, all 100% real. Yeah. All the families that we follow when we talk about with sustainable agriculture, all of that. Yeah, that's the other great thing about it is we do interview some of the people. They're featured, uh, some some of the people who depend on the land that is, that the animals also depend upon are featured in this film. Yeah, that's kind of the story of it, to show the importance of the land and taking care of the land. And this family depends on that land. And I, and I thought the gentleman from the uh, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service did a, did a wonderful job. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and how he explained how he, how he made the connection with everything. Let's talk a little bit about where people can see the film, when they can see the film. Um, James, tell us a little about that, where where, and when, and uh, what do people need to be aware of with regard to going to see? So the strategy of, of, of where these films are going to be played, a lot of your museums, your science centers, major markets, um, it's currently playing in 20 different uh, venues. We're international. Um, we're actually playing in Taiwan and Kuwait. And so if you find yourselves in those neighborhoods, know that this is available to you. Um, but new, new markets are coming on all the time. Um, it's been playing in a couple different markets in Texas and Denver. We've got uh, St. Louis and uh, two different places in New York City. Um, and so you're going to have an opportunity to see this all over the country. You can go to www.wingsoverwater.com film.com and it'll have all the places that you can come that you can go see it when it's we're updating uh new new places new theaters around the country that this is going to be showing on a daily basis to the general public that's where you can go see and it will be available for an indeterminate length of time right they'll be able to play them in those venues for as long as they want to play them Um, You you know the imax format goes these movies have a 10 to 15 20 year life that was kind of the exciting thing it, it, the payback and Ducks Unlimited will not only get their million dollars back; they will get a return on their investment as well, based so on the sales, based on the, the profitability of the movies. And IMAX movies don't lose money. I mean, it might take you a long time to get it back, but they'll eventually return it, return the investment back. So not only are we exposing people to it, this actually is going to make money for Ducks Unlimited, and then and then we tie it in with the different events. Um, fundraising events around the movie. So the return is going to be tremendous. Talk about that last point as well, George, because yep. there, there will be opportunities for some people to see it outside of IMAX films, outside of the traditional venue where they would have to go and pay to do uh, to, for tickets and so forth. Uh, how else are we using this film? Well, in, um, in Arkansas, we don't have a science IMAX type of theater anymore. So we do have some IMAX theaters or IMAX-like theaters. There's some other brands that I, this movie does work with. So we're working with those theaters, Corey Dunn, James Counterpart in Arkansas. Oh, we're working with those theaters to get some showings. Now, you know, normally they're, they're, going, they're running a theatrical type first-run movies, so we have to rent the theater out for that night. But we plan on doing that to have some, some opportunities for these folks to do it. And I think it's 18 months from the time of the first showing Eventually, it will get into other formats, non-IMAX, non-3D type formats that will get it out into into streaming and 
um, you know, I, I don't know which, you know, Netflix or one of those you can stream it on. But to, to be determined on to, that. Yeah, yeah, to be determined. But but it will eventually get out. So this this will have a long, long life. This this movie's just not gonna run for three weeks and just disappear. This movie will be around for a long time. And again, the more exposure, the more eyeballs that can see this, that can understand and put the dot connect the dots together. You know, we depend you know, obviously hunters to hunters really drive a lot of what we are able to do at Ducks Unlimited. But we also depend on a, a like NACA, North American Wetland Conservation Act. That's that's funded by taxpayers, you know, and and so we gotta make sure, you know, the taxpayers understand the importance of these wetlands, importance of a of an act like NACA that 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 is you know has been one of the most successful funding sources for conservation ever since it's been around since the early nineties. But it could always be taken away. Yeah. And and we can't ever take anything like that for granted. I mean we just saw Last week, and you know, a Pittman-Robinson bill come under attack. You know, nobody would ever, nobody saw that yeah. coming. So, making sure that people understand how all this works is, is critical. That outreach and that education component. I just put this in an education outreach type box. That yeah. this was, this is what this is for: hitting an audience that we normally would never have touched. And I hope we can find other things like this. Uh, in the future, that we can continue kind of thinking outside that box and our organization to continue and partnering. Audubon is a is a big uh, along with McGraw. It's really Audubon, Ducks Unlimited, McGraw that are the major sponsors of this. And you know, it's great to sponsor for somebody like Audubon. You know, we we've never done that before, as far as I know. Um, you know, they're not a hunting organization like we are, and it's just a, it's just a little bit different. So, George, that's a great segue to one of the other things that I wanted to make sure we touched on, and that is the different partners in our uh, in the production of this film and any other aspect of this film. So, James, I want to throw this question to you. Uh, who are the people that have and organizations that have been involved in this? We don't do very much in this organization, in the conservation enterprise, and I say very much, it's like a very teeny tiny amount by ourselves. You know, it's all partnership-based, pretty much whatever we're doing. This is no exception. Talk with us about some of those partners and the different roles they played. So, and George has mentioned it, you know, Max McGraw uh, Foundation in the Chicago area was, you know, really the, the, the founder of this whole idea and, and got it off the ground. Their executive director, Charlie Potter, and, and their staff. Uh, and then Audubon has come on. You see his, their chief uh, conservation officer, uh, Marshall Johnson. He's a big part of the film um, and, and plays a really good part in that. But, you know, when we got to the point where we were ready to roll this out to the public, we realized that we had something here that was really going to be impactful. And, um, and so we, we started to just let our corporate partners know exactly what, you know, we were doing and give them an update on, you know, how we had, you know, invested some of our time. And, and they were really excited about it and, and got on board with us. And so Bass Pro, Bass Pro Shop, Uline, and First Horizon Bank um, all jumped on immediately and said, we love what you're doing and we want to support your effort. Um, and so they, to the tune of uh, $6 million collected between those three corporate partners. 
um, have come to the table with their partnership to the Prairies, um, and we were able to uh, graciously recognize their efforts and their generosity uh, to the Prairie Pothole region and that landscape through this film and, um, and other parts of it. So it's it's really been amazing in such a short amount of time. I mean, we went public with this base on January 26th. And, uh, and so the, it's taken off. I remember when I saw it, saw the closing credits. I can't tell you the, the size of the smile that came across my face when I saw Ducks Unlimited's logo name. It's being associated with this film. It's a tremendous film, and it's, it's a moment of, was a moment of pride and will be a moment of pride every time I watch it to see that Ducks Unlimited name and logo associated with this film. And thank you to each of you guys for what you've done to help make this possible and continue to promote it. Uh, thank you for being on the on the podcast here to help us discuss this. Yeah, our, our pleasure, and we hope people go see it because it will it will touch an emotional string in your heart. Absolutely, There's no question. It certainly did. And I think all three of us the first time we saw it, we're very proud of it. So, to your listeners out there, I strongly encourage you to go see it. See it. Take your kids. Take your grandkids. Take everyone in your family, and let all your friends and neighbors know about it. You want to learn more about it, where you can find showings, and when you can find those showings. Go to the website, www.wingsoverwaterfilm.com. It's a great website. It actually has some of the clips from some uh, some of the interviews. It's been featured on some, on some news stations, I think, as well. A lot of great information there. All you need to know about the film is right there at that website. Thanks, everybody, for joining us here on the episode. James and George, great Thanks, to have Mike. you. Thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, Mike. Special thanks to our guests on today's episode, James Roberts and George Dunkling. We greatly appreciate their time and everything that they do for this organization. As always, we thank our producer, Chris Isaac, for the wonderful job he does with these episodes, editing them and getting them out to you. And then to you, the listener, we thank you for your time and spending it with us, and we thank you for your support of wetlands and waterfowl conservation. Thank you for listening to this episode of the DU Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And visit www.ducks.org slash DU Podcast for resources based on today's topics, as well as access to more episodes. Opinions expressed by guests do not necessarily reflect those of Ducks Unlimited. Until next time, stay tuned to the Ducks. Stay tuned to the Ducks. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com.